You're listening to The Sizzle on Iron Skillet Radio and Iron Skillet Television. You know what it is. You know who it is. It's The Sizzle here on Iron Skillet Radio, Iron Skillet Television. We are the talk of the 219, the hottest talk in the 219. You know who's in the building. G Sizzle's in the building. Jay Sizzle's in the building. Jay, what's going on today, bro? Man, I'm good, man. Uh... I just want to let everybody know it's cold outside. Man, I, I ain't ready for nothing. This man, it was just seventy-eight degrees two weeks ago, and now look at me, man. I'm out here. I need all my skivvies on. I need every skivvy I got on. I need uh, I need my bucklucks <laughs> and and my mittens because I'm officially cold, bro. Yeah, man, it is officially winter. Winter is here, and it's here for you and for me. It is uh, yeah. winterlicious outside. It is getting ready to be, you know, it was so bad. I drove by and it was frost on the ground, but I thought it was snow and I almost turned around and went back home. I know, right? It's ridiculous, man. I went, I went out this morning, sashaying out the door trying to get out. I had to go make an early delivery and uh, no fast going nowhere there. I had to go out there and break out the scraper and start scraping the car window. Oh, yeah. What kind of nonsense is this? It's I ain't ready for nothing. It's just that kick, 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 kick. That's that scraper sound. That kick, kick. Yeah. Yeah, oh, man. I don't like it. Nobody likes it. Nobody likes it. And you know what nobody else no. likes? They don't like losers. What's that? They don't like a lot of wow. losing. They don't like losers. They don't like losers. Right. They don't like <laughs> losers, like people who are just losers and they just like lose all the time. So, you know, yeah. we're going to talk about a, a club that's that's quickly becoming losers and they're losing yeah. all the time. I don't I don't know if that's yeah. I don't I don't know. I don't know, man. You know, I don't know. I'm just I'm just saying it it shouldn't be this way, but it is this way. So let's get ready to talk about the Chicago Bears as they get ready to face their NFC rivals, the Minneapolis, Minnesota Vikings. You like that? You like that? All right, Jay. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Okay. Um, I don't know. It's hard for me to hate the Vikings because I see purple and gold and I just get that fond affection. I get that feeling. It's just something that goes deep inside. I don't know why I must be like that, but I know that when I see purple and gold, I get happy. I know when I hear purpleness, I think about Prince. I think about all the good things that have happened in life. And then yeah. I think about the bears versus the Vikings and I get sad all over. So we need to get sad because this is going to be sad, the Bears versus Vikings. This is a rival game inside the division and uh, don't know if the Bear is ready. I think the Bear is going up there like they're the Cubs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> this, is going to, this is going to be a problem. Okay, so let's talk about it. There's rumor out in the street. There have been some reports going around that the general manager, Ryan Pace, has a officially taken the play calling duties from Matt Nagy and oh, he took them. Yeah. Now you've got Bill calling plays and you've got it going like, but your starting running back is concussed. Your number yeah. one receiver is gimpy and your offensive line is in shambles. Also, there was a report earlier where you had Olin Crute saying, that your starting center, Cody Whitehair, should not be the center because he grades out poorly at center, would probably work better at guard. 
And you might be able to put in an undrafted free agent who played pretty well until he had a knee injury at center. And now it's just one hot pile of stinky mess. It's real stinky. And nobody. Everyone has to do their job. No one's doing their job. Do your job. Yeah, nobody's doing their job right now. So, Jay, what do you see when you look at this Bears team? Oh, well, it all depends on which lens you're looking at this team. If I'm looking at it from the defensive side, I'm like, well, wow, those guys are really pretty good. But I'm looking at it from the offensive side, like, where are those guys at? Who are those guys? You know what I'm saying? We got Cody. I'm, when is it that I'm happy that Cody Whitehair is coming off COVID-19 protocol? You know? <laughs> you know, I, I thought we doing like, ooh, we got Cody Whitehair back. It's on now. It's on and cracking. I think we got another uh, – Offensive lineman coming back, too, off the practice squad. I think it's Barnes or somebody like that. Yeah, I think that's what his name is. I think he's coming back. So, I mean, coming back, coming on, I don't know what he is. I never heard of him before either. So, <laughs> you're looking at a situation with the Bulls. I mean, the Bulls. Lord, I, got, I got Denzel Valentine on the brain. Oh, yeah. With his new contract. Oh, Good yeah. Lord. Oh, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but you, you, look, you look at a Chicago Bears team that's on a three-game slide. And uh, they're on a slippery slide with, with some with some WD forty on it, going going downhill with with the dude. This is not going to be pretty. This offensive line is going to look bad. Matt Nagy is bailing out of here on the on his play call. I don't know if it was taken from him or not. Maybe maybe they did a mercy killing on Matt Nagy. He just wasn't going to let it go. But uh, like again, like I said last week, they're going to come out and run the football. Hopefully. Uh, they don't have a David Montgomery. I think they got uh, what's that Miller playing uh, running back for him. But I'm right about that. Yeah, they got Lamar Miller. They, just, they brought in Lamar, Lamar Miller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got Miller playing running back for him. So I mean, you look at I mean, who knows what's going? On. Look, this is one of these games right now. You have no idea what type of offense you're going to see. Either they're going to be stinky, poo, nasty, stinky, or somehow or another they're going to figure out Laser's going to do something and have them playing at an up tempo game and move the ball down the field. One thing that happens in the pros, we know that happens. If a lot of guys come on and start playing and these other teams haven't scouted them, every once in a while they can get caught looking. So we'll see. Maybe the Bears have a decent night tonight. I just don't think they're going to. But uh, there's a lot of stuff going, a lot of shaking up going on in the Bears. And uh, if those play calling duties got pulled from up top, that means you might see a Mr. Nagy who's going to be nagging his way out the door here pretty soon. Well, the team has activated center Cody Whitehair from reserve COVID list. And they went out and they got Lamar Miller. They've got Eric Cush. And they signed yeah. a defensive tackle, Daniel McCullers. So they've done that. And also, Is he playing brought, offense? He's playing defensive tackle. Oh, because they're good for playing defensive tackle than offense. I thought they were just going to throw him in there. <laughs> they might. You never know. He <laughs> might be the fullback by the end of the night. And they – they elevated Tyler Bray from the practice squad. So elevated Tyler Bray. We said elevated. Look at all these people. We're saying elevated. I mean, we're happy about Cody Whitehair. We elevated Taylor Bray. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's 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 amazing. It's a catastrophe. And the bad part is here's the real bad part. Here's the really yeah. really really bad part is that at this point, when you're telling me. Your best offensive lineman is not your tackle, neither of your tackles, but your off your best offensive lineman right now might be 
Sam Mustaber from Notre Dame, who was a center, who was undrafted yeah. because they thought he was too small to play the position, wouldn't be a good NFL uh, caliber center. You've got some issues now going on, and it, this is more than just player related. This is structure related. And I know we teased it before, but this is something now that I think it's time to break out the Bears restructuring. And I think I have it for you. Okay. Go ahead and give it to me. Okay. Well, so if you're ready, I'm going to give you the Bears restructuring. Oh, baby. And you know what? It's going to be great. You're going to love it. You're going to just wait. Just hold on. No, no, no. You, You don't want me to go much further. But I am going to go further, Mike. I'm going to give you the business because guess what? Matt Nagy. Cannot play with him. Cannot win with him. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. I can't do it anymore. I cannot do it anymore. So let me get ready to give you the Bears new management structure. Everybody, this is how it's going to go. It's a very simple process. I just want everybody to sit back, relax, listen to this for a few seconds, and this is what we're going to do. If I am the Bears, if I'm coming in now and I am the czar of all things Bears, first thing I'm doing is, number one, I am naming a president of football operations. This is the person who's over all things football related. On the field, players, coaches, all those things all wrapped up into one nice package. He is the president of football operations. Jay, you know who his second in command will be? Who's that? Second in command will be his general manager. The general manager will be a liaison to the president of football operations, not a public spokesman, not a face of the organization, not anyone that you'll speak to. He is just the general manager. He works specifically on player contracts, player negotiations, making sure that he's finding the best players through his scouting staff. The third person on this list is the head coach. The head coach will work in tandem with the GM and the president of football operations. That head coach will be selected specifically by the football operations head person, that president of the organization. And what they have in their grouping is an organizational understanding. They're just going to do three things, three things, and, and that's it. Number one, they're going to build strong lines. They're going to build strong offensive and defensive lines that are NFL caliber lines. Number two, they're going to find a good NFL quarterback. He doesn't have to be great. Doesn't have to be a Hall of Famer. He has to be a good NFL quarterback. And number three, they're going to find the best dominating run game they can find. So that means if you got to go out and get the best run assistance, best line assistance, best running backs you can find, that's what you'll have. Those are their three things that they'll do. And hey, C rolls right into A because anytime you have a strong offensive line, you'll have a good running game. If you put these things together, a president of football operations, along with a general manager and head coach, and that head coach understands the three principles, Strong lines, good quarterback play, and a dominant run game. Therefore, you will have a solid Chicago Bears franchise, one that is worthy of saying they will be Super Bowl ready by 20-something-something-something. This team (laughs) will go on 
to win a championship somewhere in 20 somewhere. Jay Kevin, what are your thoughts about the new management structure? It sounds like the Cubs. Look, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're not funny, buddy. You're not funny. Here's the whole thing about it. I think the problem with the Bears is that, like you said, they they don't have an identity. They always had an identity on defense. They always were the monsters of the midway. You always knew they were going to have a great defense. I think they spend a lot of their time on their defense. We see they turn out a good defense every year. I mean, there hasn't been a bad time. There has not been a time, unless there's been a lot of injuries, that you saw the Bears' defense was just porous. That just doesn't happen in Chicago. They usually play really good defense. The other side of it is they don't get the, – the, the offense is the ballhead stepchild of the, of the uh, organization. And they just never can figure it out. They can't figure it out with the running back. Either they have a quarterback and no offensive line or they have a defensive offensive line and no quarterback. And now we have a little bit of both going right now. So, yeah, any, any combination you can put together, President Putin, Tate, whatever needs to happen, <laughs> um, whatever, whatever needs to happen, they're just focusing on these things. Like you said, any, any great team is based upon their offensive line. But it just shows you, like we had talked about this before, how difficult it must really be locate these guys to play in the NFL, especially when you have these freaks of nature playing defensive line and defensive end, uh, you like the Khalil Mack of the world, the Donaldsons of the world with, with the Rams. You know, you, you got you got just guys who are just absolute monsters who can move, and you're asking an offensive lineman to be able to go forward and block him in the run game and able to quick enough to stay in front of him in the pass game. And that combination is hard to find. The Bears just have not been able to find. I don't know who is the personnel liaison. Maybe he needs to be one of these guys that you said that uh, for, that, that take care of the offensive side of the football, especially the offensive line. But they definitely need somebody in there that all they do is take care of the offensive line. That's it. I mean, go get a Bill Callahan. Go get somebody who's proven that they can put offensive lines together. Go, You know, I would say go find a head coach now who's an offensive line coach, something like that, so that we can get an offensive line moving here because that's more important than anything we got right now. I don't care what type of wide receiver, what type of quarterback you have, what type of running back you have. If you don't have an offensive line, you just can't win in the NFL. Yeah, it, it's something right now where and, – and I'm saying this structure basically because – at this point, you can no longer afford to have everybody not in lockstep. Everybody's contract has to be in lockstep. Everybody has to share the same vision. Yeah. This has to be an organizational goal. And it's funny, I never thought I'd say that a Reinstorf organization could be the model. But if this works with the Chicago Bulls in what Arturis Karnaschovas is getting ready to do, even with uh-huh. Mark Eversley being there, you have the organizational structure. It didn't work before because John Paxson was a terrible general manager and he was just a terrible president. Not saying he doesn't know basketball, not saying he isn't a basketball savant. He was just terrible in management when it came to the business of basketball. This is where you need a president of operations. Yes, let's say I'd like to go and get an Eric Bieniemy from the Kansas City Chiefs. I like what he's doing. I like that the players like him. I like that I think he can have that fit to come in and work. But if the general manager and that president don't share that same vision and we don't have a shared vision of how we're going to get to the end of the road here, 
it's not going to work. And hey, let me say this to you, Bears fans. Um, this whole thing about the defense being great, this defense is about at the end of their road. And I'll say that for this reason. If you have any major injury to Akeem Hicks or to number 52, if you've got, if Matt gets hurt, if, if Akeem Hicks gets hurt, this defense is over with. They're holding on right now because of the power and strength. They don't have much more to go. So if you don't get an offense in here now, you're really at the rebuilding stage. You are really at that point where you can start ushering off things. That Khalil Mack jersey that you wear, get ready to wear somebody else's because I'm ushering him off as chips for something coming up down the line because it's not going to happen. You can't have a team this bad offensively with no offensive identity and think that the defense under a lame duck head coach, a ridiculous GM, and think this is going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. It's going right where it's going right now. And that might be to another loss to the Minnesota Vikings. And you might look around and within two weeks, the Bears will be at the bottom of the division. Yeah, you know, I, I, like I said it before, unless they do some real serious right of the ship, I got them going over for the rest of the season and missing the playoffs. I just think this offensive line is this bad. I think they're a nicked-up injury away from Tyler Bray starting at quarterback um, because Nick Foles has just been taking a beating back there, an absolute beating. We know he's fragile anyway. He's not going to last at this pace. We're looking at an offensive line that doesn't know who to block, and it's not their fault because they don't know who's going to be playing offensive line this week. So the whole issue is that the Bears have just been snake bitten. I hate to say it, but it looks like it is. What should have been a promising season for them, all they had to do was play average offense. We were concerned at the beginning when Tariq Cohen was healthy and uh, David Montgomery was healthy that they were then at the running back. Now, neither one of them are there, and you got people carrying the ball who haven't carried the ball in a long time who don't normally carry the football against the, uh, behind the offensive line who doesn't normally block in the NFL against playing with a quarterback that doesn't normally start. <laughs> what do you expect? I mean, it, it's just, I think this is going to be another situation just like last week. The Bears will not be able to score over 20 points. They're going to lose 24 to 18 or something like that, 24 to 14, 24 to 10. Because the defense is going to play well. That's going to be wore down the fourth quarter. This is going to be the name of the game. And then you're going to look up four or five games down the road now because this season's almost over with. So, you, you know, in three or four more losses from this point on, we're at week 10. Now you're looking at a team who's not going to make the playoffs. And all of a sudden you're going to see people shutting it down. So, um, you know, it was fun while it lasted. They wasted Khalil Mack. Uh, and, and all because you had a, a quarterback coach who should have been coaching quarterbacks in college somewhere, uh, and you elevated him to be your offensive coordinator slash head coach, and now he don't want to coach no more because everything, all the all the pretty things they were talking about him for the first uh, few games of the season, now they're not talking about that way about his offense. So, I mean, it, it's, just, it's just a sad state of affairs to be a Chicago Bears fan because we already know this game is lost even before the kickoff. The sad part is Ryan Pace acts as though he has no culpability in this 
debacle. But you do. Ryan Pace, this is your team. You got rid of everybody. Everybody. Yeah. You tried to trade off, uh, you know, Jay's favorite quarterback. That didn't work. And, I mean, you made it work later. You brought in all these people. You picked Mitch Trubisky. You went out, sought him out. You scouted him, and you picked him. See, here's my thing. Jay, I like um, general managers. I like people in presidential positions who have taken a loss. Unlike the 45th, I like somebody who's taken a loss to understand how to build and move forward. I need you to have some skin in the game, but I need you to have some experience. I need some some gray in that beard so you understand you know what? We tried it this way last time. That didn't work. So now you've got Ryan Pace, who's been in position long enough for you to understand. Ryan Pace is an excellent, excellent defensive scout. He can go and find defenders out of Wachahatchee State and make them NFL players because he puts them in position. Great. I mean, he's that guy. He's the dude that should be heading up your scouting department for the defense. Now, he does have one glaring, glaring, glaring. I mean, it was terribly bad. His pick of a defensive end that's now with the LA Rams. Okay. I mean, okay. You miss out on one. You thought this dude was going to be Javon Curse, and then he just was somebody that you want to curse every time you saw him. But and the lower and that back end and bringing in some guys, he has been able to really put in some work. So, you know, he's a guy I wouldn't mind if you demoted him. I don't know if that can work in the NFL. We've never seen it where the general manager gets bust down to a scout and then you bring in a whole new staff. Never heard of it. But hey, it's 2020. It's about change. We've already told you that's a sizzle word. 2020 means change. So it could happen. This could be the year where you see a general manager now be moved into the head defensive scouting position and just let him ride out that one year on his contract and then try to negotiate after that. But this is not a person that should be heading the ship when you're talking about now having to pick a new quarterback, offensive line, running back, figuring out what you're going to do with your tight ends. Oh, and by the way, your number one receiver who is now saying, yeah, I'm not signing with the Bears. I'll play this out, but I'm not signing with them. Your number one quarterback who now is just not in position any longer to do anything. See, these are the things now when you start talking about players that shouldn't be around, that's what I'm talking about. Because look at it from this perspective, Jay. Right now in the NFC North, the Packers are at 7-2. and two, The Bears are at 5-4. and four. The Lions are at four and five and the Vikings are at three and five. Now, if they beat the Bears tonight, that puts the Bears still, they've still got the second position, but they'll be at 500 and you'll have the Lions and the Vikings right behind you. And should you lose any more divisional games, that will put you, what, two games back in the division? And now, my friend, you're vying for that last position in the division. You are no longer even in title contention. You're no longer even in wild card position. So at this point, I think this is a great time 
for the organization to think about how they're going to move forward and redevelop this team into a capable team next season. You know, I, I, I'm listening to all that, Greg, you know, and I think you're absolutely correct on a lot of issues. There's one thing running through my mind. You know, we've never really had a prolific offense here in Chicago. And, and give me some feedback if there's been one, because I can't remember. If we had an offense here in Chicago, that was great. Or even just very, very good. I can't, I can't think of a, 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 a great quarterback we had here. We still go back to the Jim Millers and the and the uh, and, 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 and a different type of quarterback. I can't think of his name right now. Yeah. The, the Hardballs, the punky QB. You know, during the '80s, even with Doug Flutie, you had something going, but you you haven't had anybody who had offensive vision. And here's the thing. Here's the thing I'm looking well, at when it comes to it. They haven't even had a good departmentalization of saying this is the person that does defense. This is the person that does offense, and this is the guy that monitors both, which is the head coach. You know, but I, I'm going to take another tack here. Let me, let me let me let me take another tack here, and maybe that maybe we're maybe we're looking in the wrong place for the right problem. Okay. What is, what is the common denominator for all these teams that we've had decades here in the Chicago Bears? Or what's the one common denominator for all these offenses? They played in Soldier Field. Yeah, yeah. And Is had the same ownership. Is it a possibility that uh, a certain bear safety, I, I, I'll say this quote, and I, and I didn't, when I first read it, I was like, oh, yeah. then I started thinking about it. Cam Royal, a, 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 a former bear safety, tweeted out, he said, to my ex-Chicago Bears people, an offensive guru who brings an offense built on timing and spacing will never win in Chicago. Soldier Field is where speed goes to die. We've had other teams come in into um, into into Soldier Field and complain about the turf, complain about the turf being eaten up, complain about there's lumps in it and everything else. Is it a possibility? that the Chicago Bears are playing on a surface that doesn't allow teams the speed that we bring in to become what it's supposed to be because we can't hit on timely routes here. Because I'm amazed that we cannot find an offense in the last 30 years in Chicago that has been somewhat prolific. I mean, somewhat like, oh, here comes the Chicago Bears offense. It's always been the defense that's been great. And let's wonder why the defense is always great. Is it possible because they're playing, the other offense is playing on the social field turf? And well, the defense is always good here. I don't know because other teams don't seem to have that much of a problem with beating the Bears in Soldier Field. And when the Bears go on the road, those timing routes and things that you could work on as when you were in L.A. to play the Rams – that didn't seem to be a, an effective measure either. I think you're looking at one common denominator. You have ownership. And ownership has not taken their responsibility in this foolishness. I don't need a coach any longer that is a friend to the McCaskey family. I don't need you to be able to come over and have dinner and break bread. I don't care if old woman Virginia likes you or not any longer. 
I need you to be competent. I need you to be effective. I need you to come in and do your job. Yes, you respect the Bears. You respect what the legacy is. But beyond that, I respect that I'm a professional and I'm going to come in and get the job done. So I don't need you to be the family friend. I just need somebody who knows what the Sam Skippy they're doing. And Chicago has always had a bad history, especially sports franchises and other businesses in the city of Chicago. And you can track that even back to Mariel, your to mayors and other organizations. Just because your child is around you and you may know how to do it doesn't mean that child knows how to do it. It doesn't mean that every Chicago franchise should have a child that is the, the owner's child, their first to second born, leading and running an organization. It doesn't mean you know what the hell you're doing. Rocky Wirtz may know what he's doing, and sometimes that's questionable. And if he's won championships and knows what he's doing, then there's no hope for the McCaskies and Rhinestores because it's proven they don't know what the hell they're doing. If they did, they'd have winning. This is not, Chicago is not a place where you could not bring somebody in and say, look, you're coming to Chicago, legacy, love the environment, go out there, win us a championship. You can't tell me that players are going to say, no, nah, man, I ain't going to go to Chicago because, you know, they kill King Vaughn and they may kill me next. No, this is not how this is going. It is the point that you have standards. And if you do not hold the standard, if you do not say this is our standard and this is what we're going to do, then they'll never do it. And you can be on a muddy field. Nobody told them they have to keep staying in Soldier Field. You have to do it. And Soldier Field said, if you just pay for the field, you won't have a terrible field. But they're like, yeah, it's a city place. It's the parks department to pay for it. Right. We ain't going to pay right. for it. No, 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 suckers. No. No, 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 no. This has to come to an end and it has to come to an end now. And it is just like I tell my children every day I walk out the door and I tell everybody, I say, when I go outside this door, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to fight crime. And you know how I'm going to do it? I'm going to do it by fighting crime one sucker at a time. So I'm telling you now, at this point, this is the end. This is the end of my road. I've had my fill of this. This is where it must stop. And this is my election speech to you, the fan, the person, my mother who will be listening to this. I am G Sizzle, <laughs> and I approve this message. Hey, I'm gonna tell you what, G Sizzle. Uh, we got a Minnesota Vikings team that's three and twenty-one coming in to the the Soldier Field. We also have a quarterback playing for them who's zero and nine on Monday night. If the Bears can't pull this one off, it's going to be a problem. If Dalvin Cook gets loose, it's going to be a problem. I'm telling you right now, this Bears team is in absolute shambles. I'm waiting to see. I'm waiting to see this Bears defense going to revolt. It's very possible you might see that tonight. If they come out and start going uh, three and out, three and out, three and out at interception, you can see this Bears defense. Might start slapping the back of the head for the Bears offense at any point time. If you lose to Minnesota tonight, you should be fired tomorrow morning. That, that and it's just it's I'm come to the end of my road with such foolishness because it's 2020. It's time for change. It is time for you. If you can't find a good 
football mind, if you can't find people who can help run this organization, then it's time that you call Vice President Kamala Harris and maybe she can help you. We're going to hold, but it, I, I tell you what, they better hold, they better hold Dalvin Cook under 100 yards or this is yeah. going to be over. Yeah. Yeah, or this is going to be over. Adam Thielen, uh, Cook, if Cook gets loose on you, if that defense allows him to get loose, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a, it's going to be a horrific problem. So that's where, I'm gonna tell you that's, what, that's I'm, it. I'm going to tell you what, Jalen and Jalen Johnson, you better watch it. Look, you know, we got, we always, we always read these press clippings out here. You know, they got the best corners in the, in the NFC, blah, 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 blah. But we do have Hitman on one side, number 23, who's just laying people out. But we also got a guy on the other side who don't want to tackle. He'll, he'll defend the pass, but he don't want to tackle. And so Dallas going to have to cover Jalen Johnson out there. This guy could easily go over 100 yards tonight, easily over 100 yards, easily a couple of touchdowns. Because I, I just think you're going to look at a Bears team who's going to be tired toward the end, and Kirk Cousins will let that ball fly. Yeah, he will. I'm just saying right now it's bad on both sides. Because of the strength of the defense, the Bears should be able to walk out of here with a victory. But if not, if this is not a victorious Monday night for them, because this is where everybody's watching. You're the only game in town. Literally, you're the only game in town. Uh, well, the thing about end. it is, this should be the end. Well, the thing about it is, though, but you got the Vikings that look good against Green Bay. You know what I'm saying? Uh, defensive wise, they, they look good against the Detroit Lions. You know, and now you got probably the worst. The oh, hold on, let me let me let me say this. You have the absolute worst offense in the NFL playing for the Chicago Bears right now. There's not a we can't. It's not Miami anymore. It's not. I, tell me a worse offense in the NFL right now. Not one. I There's not a worse offense. There is no. There is. This is the worst offense in the NFL right now, and you have a Vikings team since after the bye has not allowed a team to score over 21 points. Look, this Vikings team is going to be good. They're going to blitz Nick Foles. They're going to make it look funky at him, and they're going to hit him. I'm telling you, you could see a Tyler Bray out there tonight. You could. You could see You could see Matt Nagy suited up. If, if something goes sideways, it could be Matt Nagy out there. Possible. Possible. I wonder, if if call, got, I wonder if he would call his own play. I, the crazy part is, if you get two quarterbacks to go down in one game, who do you have up next? Uh, who was the backup quarterback? I don't know who the backup quarterback is. It's Tyler Bray. That's it. That's no, it. I'm, no, I'm talking about Tyler, if Tyler Bray goes down. There who, is, who, who's that's, it's it. After Tyler Bray, that's it. Yeah, well, I'm going to tell you what. Jimmy I, Graham I, I, can throw passes. I'm going to tell you what. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know, man. I'm telling you, I see that uh, this is going to be a Vikings win. Okay. So, uh, and, and, a, and a Vikings win going away. I don't know what the line is right now because I'm not like looking at it, but are you taking the over on the under on this game? Oh, taking the under on this game. I, why don't, I didn't know what I need to know what it is. Because I don't think the I don't think the Bears are going to score over. I don't think the Bears are going to score ten points. Unless, unless unless we get unless we get a, a return or something like that. I don't think the Bears. I don't, I don't think the Bears offensively are going to score over ten points. I just I don't, don't think see, they can. Yeah, I don't see it, especially when you're missing your starting running back. 
the person who might know. Starting run- both your starting running backs, both your starting running backs, three quarters, three fifths of your starting offensive line. Uh, you have a a your backup quarter. Your backup quarterback should have been your starting quarterback. Your backup quarterback in, and now you have your play caller and just giving over the play to a, to a guy who has not called an offensive game in the NFL for the Chicago Bears. So you got a new play caller. You got a new guy's playing offensive line for you. You got all types of stuff going sideways for you. And you don't have running backs. You got new running backs here that don't know where they're going. And you're going to generate what offense? And you're already 29th in the league and scoring in the league already. Under 20 points, you're averaging. No, this is going to be this is going to be an offer right here. Well, here's Absolute the line. Over. What is the line? Let me give you the line. The right now, the spread is negative three point five, with the over under forty four points, and the money line is Vikings negative one eighty. So there's your line. Ooh, that forty. That forty four. I'm gonna go under on the forty four. And you know, but the party wants to go above the forty four because I just want to think. I think teammate Kirk Cousins might explode. On the, I, I, you might see sixty five snaps on this Bears defense, and it's gonna be. Katie bar the door and we're running all over the place. Because they got to stop Dalvin Cook. If they don't stop Dalvin Cook, it's going to be a long night yeah. for the Chicago Bears. You know what they need to do? What's Everyone that? has to do their job. Do uh, we don't know what our job, job is, sir. Well, we don't know what our job is, sir. We're going to figure it out tonight. We're going to figure it out tonight. So we got to get ready to get out of here so everybody can watch the game. Yeah. But before yeah. we go, before we go, Jay, tell the people something hot. Uh, look, don't try to eat an Oreo cookie like a reverse Oreo cookie. You just don't get cream on your fingers. All right. No reverse <laughs> cookie cream. No reverse no. cookie cream. All right. I like it. Don't, don't, uh, yeah. We don't want can't, can't live. Can't win with it. Can't, can't win with No. You can't have reverse cookie cream. That okay. don't even sound right. Yeah. No, it doesn't. That was, it doesn't that, was, well. that, was my, that was my stripper name back in the day. Reverse right. cookie cream. Well, you know. <laughs> You're listening to The Sizzle here on Iron Skillet Radio, Iron Skillet Television. We are the hottest talk in the 219. Listen, if you're not following us, make sure that you follow us at Skillet underscore sports. That's at Facebook, Instagram, anywhere you need to be. YouTube, we're there. Anywhere you want us, that's where you can find us. Anywhere where you get your podcast, make sure you can look for us at Iron Skillet Sports. You can search us by The Sizzle, the talk of the 219. We are everywhere. So for Jay Sizzle, I'm G Sizzle, and we will see you on the other side. Did you know that you can listen to Iron Skillet Radio on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Anchor? It's easy. Look for Iron Skillet Sports or hashtag Skillet underscore sports for our latest episodes. We are Iron Skillet Sports. Hey, man, your hair's a mess. You better call somebody to get the best haircut you can find, and that's Brandon Washington at Cold Cuts Barbershop. Yeah, I know, I know. You don't know what it's about. But let me tell you about Brandon Washington. He's a master barber with over 20 years of barbering experience. Brandon Washington and Cold Cuts Barbershop, 1223 Broadway, Gary, Indiana, 46407. And you can give him a call for an appointment at area code 219-793-2822. 219-793-2822. Cold Cuts Barbershop.
All right, Jay, I got a question for you. Yeah. If I need car towed, I need some work done, where do I need to go? Man, look, I'm going to tell you right now. You need to get over to CNA Auto over there on 93 East Main Street in Chicago Heights, Illinois. Really? You know why? Why? Because they fix everything. They fix your car. They don't break your wallet. You know what I'm saying? They do a good job over there. Mm. They got car. If you need a car, you can come and buy your car. You can get your whips and roll up out of there. Just roll out? Roll out. Roll out. Just skirt. 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 They sell fine cars. They fix them even better. They're open Monday through Fridays, 8 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Call 708-758-2855. That's 708 708- Two eight five five a CNA Auto Repair and Towing Co. Get you a car. Thank you for listening to the Sizzle, the hottest sports talk in the two one nine here on Iron Skillet Television and Iron Skillet Radio. 